can say you got a lot of relatives over there. I can. Um, and one of these days, he's going to welcome us there. Well, what a day the day has been. No, I did not take a nap today, but it would have been a good day to slip in. <laughs> now, Lynn's idea on the day like this is to get curled up with a good book and a quilt. Well, that's not my idea, but it has been a it's been a great day uh, just sitting on the porch and reading over what I was going to do tonight and uh, looking at the prayer list and uh, listening to it rain my goodness it's just something about rain uh, that's different that, to know that God is sending that rain um, uh, well by way of announcements um, Sunday morning. Uh, bring your lawn chair if you want to. Um, some people have asked, should they? Well, do it if you want to. But we're going to meet out, Lord willing now, the weather, if, if the weather's cooperative, we're going to meet out in the yard where the cross is. And uh, even today, tomorrow, all the way through Sunday, if you want to put flowers in there, you don't have to wait a Sunday. You can go by and put them in there. Um, on the cross, it's surrounded, covered with chicken wire, so you can stick them in there. And uh, so people driving back and see the cross and it covered in flowers, uh, which stands for the resurrection. Um, but sun, uh, yeah, Sunday morning, 7 a.m., uh, we will have our sunrise service, hopefully out there at the cross. 7.45 will be the breakfast. And if you have not signed up to eat breakfast Sunday morning, you need to call the office uh, by tomorrow, uh, lest you not get a biscuit. We don't want to be, uh, have wasted food, but we want to have enough for everyone coming. Uh, so the breakfast is at 7.45. Sunday school will be at 9 a.m. and worship at 10. Um, 
So keep all this in mind. Uh, I'll be doing the sunrise service, and Brother Matt will be doing the uh, service in the auditorium Sunday morning. He and I alternate. Uh, so be there, pray for him, and come and support um, Brother Matt. And, of course, we won't have a service on Sunday night. Uh, also, uh, Lynn, help me out. Uh, the Wednesday after Easter is when we're starting the meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the meal will be at 545. And, uh, again, if you have not signed up to eat, please let Miss Janie, uh, our secretary, know if you're coming and how many is coming with you. Uh, as we start our meals back up, uh, choir practice will be starting up. Our Bible study will be in the um, fellowship hall around the tables like we used to do. And uh, so I'm looking forward sure. to this and getting back and, and uh, doing the things the that do. Will be meeting. What's that? The children. Yes, and the children will be meeting also. Uh, so let's get this thing going. Let's get back. Um, I know that uh, some of you, you, you haven't been, and I know why you haven't been. It's... Uh, uh, the COVID, but you know, you go other places. And if you go to other places, you come in contact with people. So, you know, I, I want to be back at God's house. Um, you know, it's something about it. It's not uh, 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 enough for me just to watch Facebook Live. I want to be where I can have some fellowship with other Christians. And so I, I challenge you, let's get back. Uh, to, to worshiping God in His house together. I want to see our church flourish. I want to see our church grow. Uh, we've got several waiting on baptism. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just a part of what God wants. Uh, he said we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. So uh, just pray about it. You know, if God's telling you to stay away, then you better stay away. Uh, if not, you know, I, I want to uh, I want to see you there because I miss you. All right, we're gonna have another song and then we'll get to our prayer list.
I love that song. Take it to the Lord in prayer. That's what we want to do tonight. I want to share some names, um, some other things to be praying about tonight. Of course, uh, let us continue to pray for our president, our vice president, our governor, our county, our state, the nation, the world, the, the virus, the vaccine. Um, and I think about, uh, you know, our military, our law enforcement, our first responders, our farmers, our doctors, our nurses, um, our teachers and students. Of course, they're out this week, um, but we can still pray for them that they'll have a good um, Easter break and uh, be safe. Continue to pray for Miss Darlene Waldrop. She is at home. Uh, Joe Black is uh, taking therapy. Um, Camilla Miller, this is the little two-year-old uh, baby girl with open-heart open heart surgery. Um, also, Miss Lula Rogers is uh, having trouble with, uh, with uh, her sugars too high. Um, and Josie Nunn, the family of Josie Nunn. Uh, last night on the news, we saw where um, they had found the truck and they have located the person that done this. And we just need to pray that he he be brought to justice for this for the sake of this family. What's that? We don't know if it's a he or she. No, that's right. We don't know who. Well, anyway, also Miss Dottie Snellgrove, um, Rich uh, Rick Williams. Uh, uh, Rick Williams uh, has cancer, and this is uh, Lane Donald's friend. Uh, we want to pray for him tonight. Uh, also, David Bryant that lost his house in a fire. Right now, I don't know what we can do right now. I'm, go I'm going to stay in touch with David, and uh, hopefully I can let you know uh, more on Sunday because I, I really would love for our church to do something for him because... Uh, when his church did not meet on Sunday night, he was very faithful um, to come to First Baptist. A good Christian man, wife passed away a few years ago with cancer, and now uh, experiencing the loss of of his house and uh, possessions. Uh, can you think of any other... Um, we talked to Ernest, and we talked to Ernest this week, and those are some of the things he's doing. Yeah, we talked to Ernest this week, and uh, Sunday morning I'll give you more information, uh, but he's still needing uh, folding chairs, and if any of you who are who were in charge of our metal folding chairs, um, I understand there's still some in the basement. Now, if that's something we're going to get rid of, I'd like to know it, uh, where we can get those together. Uh, you know, any kind of furniture, refrigerators, um, love seat, sofa, and uh, I'll be trying my best to pick this stuff up um, and get it to Atlanta. As I said earlier, uh, we have the trailer, but I'm just uh, thinking I need somebody. Of course, old Blue, hey, he's back going good now. I may just take him to Atlanta. Who knows? But I'm not going to take Lynn with me because no. she get, her nerves get to all pieces. Uh, when she gets in old blue, but uh, he's been in the family a long time, and but I, I want us to get stuff together and be able to take to Ernest. He had a video also 
tonight, Lynn and I watched it of the burning of that church building. Cars all around also was burned. Uh, just a horrible sight. So, you know, bad things happen uh, even in Africa. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and uh, we'll be remembering these these situations. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we bring our president to you tonight. Lord, I don't understand. There's so much going on, so many decisions being made, seem like without thinking about it. God, I pray that you would be with him, our vice president, for our governor and our state, our county, the nation, the world, the, vi the virus, the vaccine, and all of our law enforcement people, our military people, all those who come when we call. Lord, I just pray that you would be with them in a special way. Be with Miss Darlene Waldrop tonight, Joe Black, a uh, little girl, uh, Camilla Miller. Lord, be with these. You know the, the needs that they have. Uh, we do pray for Miss Lula tonight with her sugar. Lord, that you would just help that to, to level out. And Lord, we pray for David Bryant tonight. Lord, be with him in a special way. Just comfort him. I know that he's, he's broken over this loss. And uh, Lord, only those that have experienced what he's experienced, and God knows what he's going through right now. So I pray for David that you'd bless and strengthen him tonight. I pray for Miss uh, Dottie Snellgrove, Lord, that you would be with her, and uh, Rick Williams with cancer. Uh, Lord, just be with him and, and the family of Josie Nunn. Um, Lord, be with all these situations. And uh, God, we do thank you and we praise you for the good rain you sent us today. Uh, for your, all the provisions that you provide for us every day, Lord, you're so good to us, more than we deserve. And as we experience this week and go through the uh, the things that you went through, Lord, keep help us to keep in mind, uh, you know, how you were mistreated and beaten and uh, a mockery of a trial and knowing what was ahead of you with the cross. God, you thank you so much for Jesus who was willing to go through this for us. Lord, I pray that you're blessed tonight in the reading of your word. Uh, as we share some thoughts tonight, I pray that you'd bless. And Lord, I thank you for those that are watching by Facebook Live tonight. I pray that you'd bless them. I pray that you'd bless their family. And Lord, I just pray for our church family. Lord, I want to see us back together. And Lord, I pray that you would just help our people to, to really seek your face concerning being back uh, in your house. Uh, Lord, we love you, and we thank you for all that you do for us. We pray that you give us a good evening, a good night. And, Lord, we'll thank you and praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Uh, we're going to be, uh, we're going to play another song, and then we're going to be looking, uh, we're going to be looking at uh, the Gospel of John again tonight, uh, chapter 19, beginning uh, with verse 16. So let's listen to another song. Sorry, that's the end of that one. <laughs> we got another one.
serve a mighty God and that's an understatement my goodness uh, can you imagine how God must have felt over 2,000 years ago when his son uh, was headed to the cross knowing well Jesus knew hey it, it was my father's will that I do this but still uh, you know to watch even you know when I know uh, our boys are doing what God wants them to do and and seem like things don't go well, it, you know, it it bothers you, it hurts you. So I'm sure that uh, our Heavenly Father felt pain. Um, so tonight, let's begin in verse 16 of the Gospel of John, chapter 19. Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away as if it were like an animal leading him away. And verse 17 says, And he, bearing his cross, went forth into the place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where where they crucified him and two others with him on either side and Jesus in in the middle, in the center. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Now this title then read many of the Jews. For the place where Jesus was crucified was near to the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Uh, thank you. I had an itch. Uh, uh, when I think about this portion of God's Word, uh, what happened is important. Why it happened is just as important. If you and I plan to go to heaven, what happened and why did it happen? What happened? Jesus died on the cross for your and my sins. Why? Hey, so we could have eternal life in heaven with our Father and with Jesus. Uh, you know, I, I, last evening, Lynn was, we were going over just looking at when our parents had passed away and how many years uh, that it has been. And I look at mom and daddy's picture and Lynn's mom and daddy's picture. And, you know, I, the older I get, the more I want to see them. Um, you know, they've been gone a while. And uh, I can't imagine. But first of all, let's look at the crucifixion. Um Pilate delivered Jesus to the chief priest. And they, with the help of the Roman soldiers, took Jesus to be crucified. Um, The mode of capital punishment was reserved for the lowest scum of the earth criminals. But yet the Bible says that Jesus did not sin. In fact, Pilate himself said, After he questioned Jesus, he said, 
I find no fault in this man. It was customary for the criminal to carry his own cross. Um, or at least the cross beam. And that's what um, most uh, commentators have said. It wasn't the full cross, but it was the cross beam uh, that he carried. Uh, from the hall of judgment to the place of execution, Jesus began carrying his cross. But as he stumbled and fell, somebody in the crowd summoned a man. His name was Simon. He was off serene. And the Roman soldiers drafted him to do the job. Can you imagine carrying the cross of Jesus? Now, we don't know why Jesus uh, was relieved of this burden. The scriptures are silent here. You know, he, he could have been weak uh, from all the beatings and the blood loss already. He could have been very weak. But you got to understand also he was human here. He was on the human side. You know, we get tired. And uh, sometimes, you know, we just need a break. But as you think about this, one thing is sure. The bearing of the cross was a mark of guilt. And Jesus was not guilty. But, excuse me, I don't know. This, this yellow stuff is so good. It's in my eyes. And... I'm having trouble seeing them. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, the horribleness of what was going to take place here, but we got to consider this. Jesus had already been to the Father back there in the garden when he begged him to take this cup, this bitter cup, this cross cup away from him, that he didn't would not have to go through this. But Jesus said himself, not what I will, but your will. So keep in mind, you know, Jesus, in all this going on now, here today is Wednesday, of all that was going on in his life there, you know, he was doing the will of his Father. The fact that this title uh, that uh, Pilate wrote uh, in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin, it is important. For one thing, listen to this, it shows that our Lord was crucified in a place where many people and nations met. They had all gathered in there for this Passover celebration. And so there were many different languages and culture was gathered in there. Um, so what he did on the cross, he did for the whole world. Now in this gospel here, John emphasizes the worldwide dimensions of the work of Christ. Now without realizing it, old Pilate, with this, this the, the words that he wrote, uh, he actually wrote a gospel tract because he, he wrote, here's Jesus, King of the Jews, and this was uh, in the title. And all those people were watching and all those people were reading. So Jesus was crucified, you see, outside the city between two victims. Now, you know, Jesus was, was crucified um, with two thieves. Uh, this only added to his shame. You know, as far as the world's concerned today, the lost condition of the world, you know, they don't think nothing about uh, saying horrible things against God, horrible things against Jesus. But it's also fulfilled. It's a fulfillment of Isaiah 53, 12. 
Listen to what it says. Isaiah 53, 12 says, He was numbered with the transgressors. He was treated like a common criminal. Jesus was nailed to the cross and hung on the cross so everyone could see. And, uh, you know, commentators said that there was a massive crowd that came out to watch the dying, the death of these three men. And you see, it was a Passover season. Thousands of people were, were in the city for that celebration. A place of execution was, was outside the city where many people would pass by. Jesus was well, a well-known figure. Can you imagine somebody in the crowd saying, Who are these three men? Well, the man in the middle is Jesus. And he hadn't done a thing, but he's being crucified. You know, it was natural for people to gather and watch such a, a, a gruesome sight. Uh, you know, seems like to me it's that way uh, even today. Um, you see, it was the privilege of the soldiers here also. They had a privilege to share whatever belonged to the victims, okay? And no, nothing is said about what might have belonged to the two thieves. Uh, but these soldiers, uh, there were four of them, they divided up uh, everything that Jesus owned, his personal clothing. This, this probably, he had a turban. He had a pair of sandals. He had an undergarment. He had a seamless robe and an outer garment and a girdle. Now, the four men took took uh, uh, these things, these pieces of clothes, and they gambled, though. They gambled for the seamless robe because it was woven throughout from top to bottom. It had no seams in it. It wasn't put together by two pieces. It was a one solid piece. And so they gambled uh, to see who... Uh, would get this. Now, I don't know if it's ever occurred to you, uh, but Psalm 22, you don't have to turn there unless you just want to. I'm going to move right along. Uh, Psalm 22 is the fourth, go- uh, excuse me, the fifth gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then we see the Psalm of David in 22. Listen to a few words of Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? And Jesus, uh, he, he said those very words when he was on the cross because his father turned his back on him. And then it says, Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and I am, am, and you are silent, but thou art holy, O thou who inhabitest the praises of Israel. Verse 8 says, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in himself. You remember what some of the crowd said? If he's Jesus, let him take himself down. Let him come down from the cross. If he's Jesus, verse 10 says, I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's body. You know, God made that plan. God planned all of that, that Jesus would be born of a virgin and that he would uh, come forth and, and be treated this way. Now, I want you to listen to verse 12. Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me. They grabbed, they gabbed at me. 
um, with their mouths. And, and the Bible says in the Gospels that the people just shot, shoot, shot their mouth out, stuck their lips out uh, at Jesus uh, like a ravening and roaring lion. Uh, verse 14 says, I am, pr I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within me. And I've, I have been, I have read that when, while Jesus hung on the cross, that his, his tendons was stretched to the limit. His muscles was stretched to the limit. He was in excruciating pain. And on top of that, he was smothering, gasping for breath. And when you look at the crosses, the scene there, you see where their feet is nailed, that there's a, a tiny little shelf-looking thing there. And uh, a commentator said that uh, that the, the thieves and Jesus could push themselves up. And when they would do that, it would relieve the struggle of breathing. But here again, keep in mind, those nails driven into his feet uh, were painful to him. And so, uh, verse 16 says, For dogs have compassed me, and assembled the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. This is the fifth gospel. Uh, they part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. But, but be not thou far from me, O Lord. O my strength has thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my only one from the power of the dog. Uh, you know, that's a horrible thing to think about what our Lord went through. But not only was he crucified, but the next thing, beginning in verse 28, uh, is his death. Our Lord knew what was coming. Uh, he was fully in control. He obeyed the Father's will. That's what I want you to really keep in mind the rest of this week. As horrible as it, it, it may seem, um, he was doing his Father's will. He refused to drink. Uh, the pain-deadening wine that was offered him. They said that, uh, one commentator said this this uh, wine, this vinegar uh, that they put to the lips had, uh, uh, I guess you say, a deadening effect uh, to relieve the pain. But Jesus, he refused it when they put it to his lips. He, he refused it here again, doing his Father's will, going through pain, suffering, um, when you combine the distress, the thirst, the isolation that Jesus felt, you have that Jesus was experiencing pure hell with the pain. I, I mean, I can't imagine, um, you know, how he felt. And hearing the mob, you know, the probably i've i've heard this before probably the same people who was in the city shouting hosanna to the highest was out there also shouting crucify him and making fun of him hanging on the cross the lord made seven statements um from the cross um they're known as the seven last words of jesus first he thought of others he simply said father don't lay this charge to their hand to those who he crucified him. Um, also to the believing thief, he said, you can be with me in, in paradise today. To his mother, he said, mother, behold your son. 
You know, I can't, I can't imagine what Mary felt. I'm not a mother, I never have been, will never ever be. But I know and know in Lynn what happens to our boys happens to her. What hurts our boys hurts her. Our boys weep, so does she. And so I think about Mary and all that she was going through, standing there watching, helpless. And I guess she felt hopelessness also. The central word had to do with his relationship to his father. Because he said, John, John was special in Jesus' life. He said, John, behold your mother. And he was simply saying, I want you to look after my mother. The last three statements focused on himself and his body, uh, his soul, um, you know, his spirit. Uh, his body, his soul, and his spirit. He's, you know, and at the at the last there, he simply said, "I, I commend my spirit to you." Um, the drink of vinegar did not fully quench anybody's thirst, but as I said, uh, it was there to help bear the pain. In John's Gospel, you find a number of pictures of our uh, Lord's death. First of all, uh, when you think back at the Gospel of John, the slaying of the Lamb. You know, when they brought lambs to be slain, that, that lamb was supposed to be a perfect, without any blemish lamb that was, that the blood was shed and sprinkled on the altar. And so Jesus said, you know, after he died and shed his blood, he said, I'm not, God said, I'm not going to accept any more blood of, of animals because my son has shed the proper blood to, for remission of sins. He also, uh, destroying the temple. Remember what he said? Uh, uh, in three days, he said, I'll destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it up. Also, he said, uh, as a serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Um, he also talked about the shepherd laying down his life for the sheep. And the planting of the seed in the ground must die before it can produce a plant. The pictures make clear that Jesus' death was not an accident, but it was a divine appointment from God the Father. Some uh, today don't believe that Jesus really died. But there there are too many witnesses for us to deny such a thing. Uh, the centurion uh, down at the, under the cross, as he looked up, the Bible says, he said, surely this was the Son of God. Can you imagine how he must have felt having had a hand in killing Jesus? The gospel writers, they all bear witness of the of the death of Jesus, uh, the angels bear witness that Jesus died on the cross. Christ Himself said it, and you go a little further. Paul and John and Peter, all these guys uh, agreed that He died on the cross for our sins, which is an encouragement. Well, not only crucified and died, but last of all, we're going to look at his burial, uh, beginning in, in verse 31. It says, And the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day. For that Sabbath day was a high day, brought, besought Pilate, that their legs might be broken, that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and broke the legs of the first and the other, who was crucified with Jesus. 
But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was dead already. They broke not his legs. The body talk of the body. The Bible talks about that his bones was not broken. He was beaten. His muscles and tendons stretched beyond limit. Um, I, I know how it feels to have a, a torn ligament or a torn muscle. I know what, I mean, and that's painful. Uh, but Jesus, he didn't try to curve the pain by taking the vinegar, but he kept on going. John saw a special significance of the blood um, and the water that came out of the wound of the side. Now, uh, there was still another soldier there. And his job was, as they came to him, and said that he was already dead. They didn't break his legs. But this one soldier took a spear, the Bible says, and rammed it into his side. And out of that side came blood. The blood was to signify that, hey, this was a real, genuine, live body. And that blood was shed for you and me. The water, on the other hand, was for the washing of our sins. You see, Jesus, uh, you know, our body mostly, uh, I understand, is made up of water. And all the bloodshed that he went through, but then there was that portion of blood that was being held back, waiting for that spear to be rammed into his side. Um, that blood speaks of justification also. You know, we're justified by the blood. The water is just cleansing and setting us aside for special work. The blood takes care of the guilt of sin. You know, we're not guilty of our past anymore. We're only guilty of our present and future. And when Jesus died, now you listen. Some people say, well, uh, they died and didn't get, have time to confess their sin. When Jesus died on that cross, he died for my past, my present, and my future sins. You know, I may be killed in an auto wreck instantly, having not had time to confess my sins. But they're under the blood. They're covered. The uh, water deals with the stain of sin. And so when we think about all this and what Jesus did for us, no sooner had Jesus died that Joseph went to Pilate. And he just simply said, I'm requesting his body. I want to give him a proper burial. Well, guess what? Nicodemus had the same feelings and the same thoughts. You remember Nicodemus came to Jesus at night. And Jesus simply said, son, you got you need to be born again. And you remember what Nicodemus said? Can I enter the second time to my mama's womb and be born? He said, no. That's a physical birth. I'm talking about spiritual birth. You must be born again. Now, now, now remember, uh, Nicodemus, he, he was a ruler of the Jews and a teacher. And Jesus said to him, son, do you, you are a teacher, uh, and a ruler and you don't understand that? And Jesus shared with him. And again, he said, you must be born again. Well, Nicodemus followed through with that. So Nicodemus joined um, John, uh, Joseph. Um, he joined him in taking the body down from the cross. And those women that were standing there watching, they knew time was running out. So they took his body and they went on to the tomb. 
and put it in the tomb. And I don't know, I'm thinking uh, some of you might know right off uh, the stone that was put there, mighty massive and heavy. And one commentator said they took mortar. I know about mortar. And they sealed that rock to the opening with mortar uh, for fear that the Jews might come and steal his body. At a crucial council meeting, Nicodemus boldly stood up and defended the Savior, and the people that were with him were shocked. You know, if you're lost, you need to be saved. And when you get saved, your friends, your lost friends, they too might be shocked. It is likely that Joseph quietly joined Nicodemus and revealed the fact that he too was more and more convinced that Jesus of Nazareth was and is the Son of God. And when we look at those uh, those verses, um, verse uh, 41, Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden, and in the garden there was a new sepulcher that had never been used, in which was never man laid. There laid they Jesus. Therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, and the sepulcher was near at hand. It was close by. And Joseph probably had this in mind, uh, you know, that that's what he would do. But I'm grateful tonight. You know, I think about Nicodemus and how he came to Jesus at night and how he stood before the council there and said, Hey, I believe in him. He he's he's died and we're burying him. I want to see. Hopefully Nicodemus is in the picture where the resurrection is somewhere. But Nicodemus and Joseph placed his body in there. And then Sunday morning. We're going to be uh, dealing with the scriptures um, that have to do with John uh, 20, 1 through 18, Sunday morning. I mean, I'm excited about Sunday morning. I hope, I hope the weather's excellent for us being outdoors. I hope that you plan to be there. I hope that you will stay for the breakfast. It's a time of fellowship. Listen. The COVID may be with us till Jesus comes. We don't know. The flu is still with us. Pneumonia is still with us. Why shouldn't the COVID be? Are you going to be stay at home all the time? Hey, I want to get out. Uh, you know, sometime, uh, Lynn and me will be sort of, I don't know, I guess boxed in here sometime, and she'll say, I just want to get out. You know, hopefully you just want to get out. And may it start Sunday morning. I'm going to look forward to seeing you Sunday morning. And uh, be praying for that service. You know, we'll have a lot of people come to that service Sunday morning. So, uh, Lynn, you don't have to be on the screen, but would you close us in prayer? And then we're going to have another song. Our kind Heavenly Father, I just praise your holy name for doing what you did for us and just hearing all of this about Pilate and, and uh, Nicodemus mm -hmm. and Joseph of Arimathea and all the parts they played, these characters, Lord, that you put into place 
and everything was planned and Lord you were willing to suffer for us I just can't imagine being nailed to a cross or having a, a spear in my side or my tendons being stretched mm. but Lord you were willing to do that for just me if I was the only one yes. and Lord I pray that during this Easter season that people would come to know you in a mm. personal way mm. Lord that you would touch their hearts through maybe this Facebook Live tonight or through um, just a phone call from a friend asking them to come to our services. Mm. Or, Lord, have how you deal with it. But I also ask you, Lord, that you would touch our hearts, our Christian hearts, that we could look and see what we need to do in our lives. Lord, we need to, we need to be about our Father's business just like Jesus was when he walked here of seeking to help people to be saved. We are the Jesus here on earth, Lord, and help us to set the example, help us to be the salt, help us to be the light, help us to be the encourager, help us to be the fruits of the Spirit everywhere we go, Lord, and just help us to be what you'd have us to be. And Lord, we'll give you all the praise and glory because you are a mighty God, and we lift you up in prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lynn. Bring your lost family members and friends Sunday morning. Hope you have a good night.
Have a good night. Lynn and me love y'all.